Welcome to the uh, Senior Horsemanship Podcast. I'm Paul Sherland, and with me is Dr. Uh, Jennifer Williams, who's the Executive Director of the Blue Bonnet Equine Humane Society here in Texas. And we're going to talk a little bit about volunteering, what you can do as a as a horseman or horsewoman uh, volunteering for a rescue uh, like Blue Bonnet. So thank you for joining us, Jen. Thanks for having me here, Paul. So what do volunteers do for... Uh, for Blue Bonnet, I know it's more than one thing. <laughs> that is definitely true. So we only at Blue Bonnet have two employees, and we have uh, anywhere from 50 to 100 plus horses in the rescue at a time, plus uh, over a thousand horses have been adopted who are with adopters. So there's a lot to be done, and only two people can only get so far. So our volunteers, and, and, and I'll say we have volunteers of all ages, down from um, some of the kids whose parents volunteer, who are my daughter's eight, up to um, some volunteers who are in their upper or middle middle 80s. So like everything in between. We are a wide ranging group of people. And our vol- volunteers do a wide ranging group of things. One of our most needed probably volunteering positions is as a foster home because we don't have a farmer facility. So every horse has to go to a foster home and um, we've got foster homes who are also at all ages. And it's a nice, it's a nice way to get involved without the, to be around horses and to help without the full-time permanent commitment both financial and even just physical of, of owning your own horse. And we can talk about that a whole lot more later because I could talk a lot about fostering. But so that's one thing that, that volunteers do. Volunteers also help check up on our fostered and adopted horses. So once a foster home or adopter gets a horse, we come out and do a couple of home visits. And our volunteers are the ones who do those because um, our admin assistant and I can't be all over the state of Texas. Our volunteers also help move horses from place to place. So even if you don't want to foster and maybe going out to do home visits isn't your thing, if you have a truck and a trailer and some time, we need help picking up horses from owners or from law enforcement agencies who call us and getting them to foster homes, sometimes from foster homes to veterinarians or to an event. And so those are volunteers as well. We have volunteers who don't have horses at all um, and don't either want to or plan to, but they write thank you notes to donors. They help list horses um, for adoption on websites. They might volunteer in an event to talk about Blue Bonnet and to introduce the rescue to new people. Pretty much. And we've got highly skilled volunteers like uh, who who share their expertise, maybe um, like in the form of podcasts or um, helping make videos about the horses who help with things like PR or accounting, um, database management, pretty much um, a nonprofit is a business and all the things that have to go on to make a successful business have to go on behind the scenes to make a successful nonprofit too. Plus our board of directors are all volunteers and they bring their experience and skills to the organization. So pretty much if you can dream it or think it or have some experience in it, we can probably put you to work as a volunteer. <laughs> and um, one of the things that uh, volunteers are really heavily involved in is the Blue Bonnet uh, Training Challenge and Expo. And and uh, you have that coming up October 7th, and you're going to be calling for 
for volunteers to help with that event, I guess, right? We will. It takes between um, our, our expo is a one day event, but we spend seven to eight hours on Friday setting up and we spend a couple hours at least on Sunday tearing down. Plus um, last night or last night, last year, there were four of us there until 10 o'clock the last couple hours, just four of us cleaning up. So we can always use more help at the end of the day to pack things up. And, you know, everybody's tired and they want to go home, but um, it's got to get done. So we have volunteers doing that. It's somewhere between 75 and 100 volunteers. Some volunteer two hours on one or the other day. Some volunteer from noon on Friday till 11 o'clock on Sunday, you know, just all the way through. It depends on everybody's schedule and and what they're comfortable with, but it takes a lot of people to put that on. And there are a lot of different jobs there from um, taking tickets to helping sell tack to getting the horses where they need to go or assisting the clinicians. Um, Again, a wide range of volunteering opportunities there. And the, uh, the expo is kind of like in the center of Texas. So um, no matter where you live in Texas, it's, it's probably within reasonable driving distance. I think so. So it's in Taylor, which is um, off of I-35, which hits a whole bunch of Texas, makes that really accessible to tons of people. And even for those of us like in the Houston area, it's three, three and a half hours, I think, to get there. It's not, you know, in the state of Texas, three, three to four hours isn't, you know, nothing of a drive. (laughs) Yeah. You're still barely out of your, you know, your region. So, it's it is it's a it's a good central location. We get people from all over the state who come because they we are the only horse event of our kind in the state, and we've been putting it on for um, well over ten, almost fifteen years now. Yeah, fifteen years now. So we have lots of experience. We have a really good event. We have people who come back every year. And um, you know, you and I were talking about some of the volunteers that we know who are seniors. And have folks who have long experience with horses who, um, you know, maybe they're not riding anymore, uh, but they can keep horses and they're fostering or doing something like that. And and then there are some folks who can't, uh, who maybe don't have uh, the property anymore, can't keep horses, but they're still volunteers and they're applying their their uh, expertise and their knowledge of horses in various ways as uh, volunteer uh, volunteer members, I guess. Definitely. Um, we've got a lot, of, really a lot of senior volunteers, some who foster and some who don't. <laughs> I always say that volunteering with Blue Bonnet, whether you're fostering or doing home visits or trailering or any of it, is a great way to meet other people who love horses, whether or not that's where you are in life. Know, having horses. We have volunteers who've never owned horses and don't plan to. They just, they love them from a, a distance. And so they help, you know, make sure that they get the help they need by doing home visits or coming out to the expo for a couple hours to volunteer. We also do booths at events um, where we go talk to people and hand out information about the rescue. And those are great volunteer spots too. Uh, you know, I was reading something here recently that uh, that said that one of the ways to uh, prevent uh, memory loss and dementia is to uh, be involved in community. And Blue Bonnet is a community that you can become involved in doing something that, that you really enjoy, working with animals that you love, uh, even if you can't keep a horse anymore. So Definitely. I always say we're a, we're a great team, a great family, and I've watched a lot of really 
great friendships develop through volunteering at the rescue. And, you know, um, we come together, a lot of us, a couple hundred of us at the expo every year. And, you know, it's almost like a family reunion, you know, oh, Paul, I haven't seen you in a couple of years because you missed the last expo or, you know, uh, how's the ki- how are the kids or the grandkids or, you know, the horse you adopted three years ago or, or whatever. So it is, um, I always say the expo is my favorite weekend of the year because it's full of horses and it's full of people who love horses and I get to see all my friends. <laughs> Well, I, I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, certainly being a volunteer for Blue Bonnet, if you're in the state of Texas, uh, it's a great way for seniors to remain involved uh, in horses in various ways. And if you don't live in Texas, I'm sorry, but, <laughs> but there are there are certainly some, probably some volunteer opportunities with uh, reputable horse uh, rescues in your area. And uh, Jen has volunteered to uh, talk with me in a future podcast about how to find a uh, a reputable or a good uh, equine rescue in your area, you know, things to look for. So uh, thank you very much, Jen. I really appreciate the information and your time. Thank you, Paul, for letting me come talk about uh, something I'm passionate about. <laughs>